Welcome to the North Shore 9 Podcast, episode number 167. I am Ryan Alexander. Along with me, as always, is Anthony DiNardo. DiNardo, do you know where a Jolly Roger possibly could be? Uh, it's officially, it, it is buried treasure right now, Ryan. You got to search for it. Yeah, that was a good tweet by you. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. It was, it was one of so your good kind. ones. One of your good ones compared to half the crap you usually tweet out in your puns. Oh, my God, your puns are getting out of control. Whatever. Just you like got to do something to make half. it interesting. We're watching the Pirates. <sighs> Have so, they won a game? <laughs> we don't win anymore. Where's that drop? Oh, okay. Here, let me get that for you. Because <laughs> they don't win anymore. We don't win anymore. There it we is. We don't have victories anymore. But I, I bet you, I bet you, I hear something you won't hear. You're fired. <laughs> we better, we better be hearing <laughs> that for somebody. A couple people. I mean, how bad is this stretch? This second half. I mean, today's game, Donardo, classic example. I mean, it's Pirates Cardinals first off, so you just you know you're expecting to, to lose, but they're up what eight to four, and they lose the game. Yep. Some guy, some guy named Lane Thomas or Lane, I don't know, McDowell hits a home run, grand slam. Who? Who? I I don't I don't know. Has he been good? I I don't know. <laughs> who is this guy? Who? It's August 11th. Not going to work here anymore anyway. <laughs> that, that should be for Ray Searage and Clint Hurdle. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. It's So it's August 11th. Like I said, they just got swept to the Cardinals. Um, their last win was on August 2nd against the Mets. And uh, Their one and only win in August. So... Yeah. So what? One in uh, one in eight in August. Uh, so let's just go through some of the numbers here because this is brutal. So second half, four and twenty-four, which you know we keep tweeting out. Uh, you, you mentioned what your birthday was? What four twenty-one? Four twenty-eight. Oh, we're getting to four twenty-eight. We're getting to your birthday. Can't wait. Um, we got a better chance at that than hitting my birthday, eight and twenty-nine. So we'll see. We'll see. But Donardo, that is a winning percentage of 142. Winning percentage of 142. The Tigers, who were awful and were still 13 games ahead of for the number one pick, um, they're playing 233 winning percentage baseball in the second half. So the, about 100 you know, winning percentage points less is what we're, what we're playing. Um, 142, how bad is that, Donardo? Uh, if you played... I mean, how bad is that, Ryan? If you played 142 winning percentage baseball over the course of a season, you would be 23 and 139. Did not flub at all. No, it wasn't a flub. It was there was not a flub. flub. <laughs> it was not a flub. Do you remember last year, right? And here's the thing. Last year, everyone was trolling the Pirates how awful they would be. And we're like, listen, listen, listen. Hold up. They're not going to be this bad. You know, we even put our money where our mouth was last year. They're going to be at least 500, and they were. But everyone's saying how this is going to be a 100-loss team, and we are saying how. I mean, how difficult is it to be a 100-loss team? Like, you have to physically try. Right. Ryan, what? What did you just say? How many losses are they going to have at this pace? 
a full season, 139. This is They'd the type of baseball we're wins. watching right now. That is insane. It, it is. What they're at a they're at a negative 100 run differential um, for the season. You but sound how, insane. Do you realize that? How do you, you go into the? How do you go into the break playing 89 games and being what one game under 500? You're two and a half out of the division. You're in it. And then this shows up. I just, I, I can't, I, I can't answer that question. I truly cannot. I mean, we joke about it and we said how, you know, be ready for it because they come out of the all-star break and they're going to play bad. But I mean, this is a whole nother level. This isn't just playing bad. Like you said, I mean, this is historically bad. That this is the type of pace they're going to have like 23 wins on this season. Like that's the pace they're playing at. That's that's crazy, Ryan. I just that's, I yeah. just can't. I can't. I, I I don't know. So I wanted to break down some some a little couple other numbers. So runs per game. So like break this down first half and second half. Like what's going on here? Because like in my head, going like to me the offense hasn't been abysmal. Like it might not be where it was in the first half because Josh Bell has, um, you know, kind of gone cold, which he's back. He homered twice today, even though they can't win. Um, but the Three offense hasn't, too. the offense hasn't been yes. abysmal, um, but it has been in the worst than it has in the one that was in the first half. So first half, they were scoring 4.85 runs a game. Okay. Pretty good. About almost five runs a game. And they were allowing 5.25. So like you said, they played about 500 ball, but the offense was keeping up with the pitching, basically. They right, were at least, right. you know, trying to... And a lot of those games when the pitching got blown out were, were some bad blown-out losses that, you know, we talked about earlier. And then they were winning tight games. Well, things kind of took a turn here in the second half. So the the run dif- the, the, the runs per game... The runs per game in the second half has dropped. Uh, it's down to four. It was at 3.88-something 8, 8 until going into today when they scored nine runs. So it's it's at four even. Um, so, you know, dropped about 0.8 runs, basically a run a game. The pitching has gone from 5.25 a game to 6.29 runs allowed. So now they're, they're basically essentially allowing a run more a game and scoring a run less a game. That's not the recipe for success. But they're smarter than us, Ryan. It has to be. Oh, of course. They they have a plan in the background. This is the game within the game, maybe. So alluding to that, as um, I, I have an interview with uh, Jim Rosati of uh, Northside Notch coming up a little bit later on the show. So stay tuned for that. But we basically talk about uh, Sears's quote and kind of kind of his uh, airing of grievances, basically, that, that he went off today on Twitter. Um, but yeah, I mean, we could talk about that quote here, like... This is just another quote in this succession. I mean, I chalk it up as to this is just Searage. Searage has to know he's done. And I don't know if this is just him like lashing out, trying to defend himself or trying to defend Hurdle or what they're doing. But we've seen the quotes from them this year with, well, we let we let the pitchers throw whatever they want and we let them do this. And then, well, we never really discussed this with him. And then you saw the Garrett Cole quote, you know, they never told him to swing and miss. And it... I mean, something something ain't right, Donardo. What plan do they have? What's this great master plan that the game inside the game? Uh, uh, uh. I don't know. That's it. I don't know. 
I don't know what this, this game is with, within the game and all this crap. I mean, what you said about Serge, I mean, it's clearly frustration. He has to be frustrated. And like you said, I mean, I think the writing's on the wall that he's gone. Everyone, like, Cooley's come out. Huntington's come out today. You know, we got to evaluate and changes will be made. I mean, where, where are the changes going to start? T to me, it's clearly starts with Serge. I don't think that's, to me, that's a no-brainer. You know, I feel, and I think you feel as well, that, I mean, it should be Hurdle and Huntington. But I think you and I are on the same page thinking that Huntington's probably safe and, you know, Hurdle's possibly gone. But I think Searage definitely is. And I, like you said, like I, I feel Searage feels that way too. But, right. but here's something I want to say about the Searage quotes. He is 100% correct. He is absolutely correct. You know, he and the front office does know more than the fan base. They should. That's why they're in that position. They should know much more than the fan base. He ain't lying when he says that. But you know what, Ryan? It's not just the fan base. And right. maybe the fan base is getting the information from other people that are intelligent and, and have a, a, a wherewithal what's going on, such as people from fan graphs and podcasts or whatever, other people that are in baseball, not so much in the front office. Or maybe they could actually also hear that information and physically see it when they see people that go from the Pirates to other organizations and see them just blossom and become this different pitcher. And it's not as if it just happened once. So you are correct, Ray Serge. You are definitely smarter than that person sitting in the left field bleachers. But that person sitting left field bleachers getting information from people that are also just probably as smart or maybe at this point in time smarter than you, Ray Searage. And those are the people that matter right now. And they're calling you out. And they're, they are the ones that are absolutely correct right now. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I just... I, Come on. Don't bullshit me. I, I, got, I got nothing. I mean, you're right. But we're seeing... It's like you said... It's other people. Dude, it's players, former players. I mean, current players. We heard, you know, Archer and Diaz basically, hey, let's uh, let's throw, you know, my slider more and not throw as many sinkers. Like, they're coming out and saying it. Like, they just came up with it all of a sudden one day. Like, so, and, and then you see the Cole quotes, you know, from, uh, from the MP MVP machine uh, book that's out. So, this isn't just the Yinzer in the bleachers that are six, you know, six beers deep, like Jim said, this is the, this is everybody around baseball basically saying it. The pirates got passed. They passed up. They got lapped. Oh, and oh, absolutely. And now, you know, we're going to come out and say, well, like what the fans can't be frustrated or second guess things. It's one thing. If it's working, Donardo, you can come out and say that stuff, but it isn't working. It hasn't worked. It's really not working in the second half. And can so, we once again go back to the initial Searage quote that I had such an issue with, where he says that his pitchers select the pitches, he has nothing to do with it. So once again, if you're saying you're not pitching to contact, but you're also saying the pitchers do whatever they want, what are you doing? Right. And, and I think that's the bigger problem. I honestly don't care if you are pitching to contact, if you're not, whatever it is you want to call it per se, whatever you're doing isn't working. It's nowhere near working. And just like you're, you're saying right now, Ryan, it feels as if the people within your own organization that are throwing those pitches are saying this ain't working and I'm going to do something different. And I don't know if this has anything to do with what's going on either. But you have two bullpen guys 
that got in it with with people within this organization as well. I mean, shit just ain't flying with this team, especially the pitching. Yeah, it's a good point too. I mean, you know, we've seen what Kelly gets suspended. We're seeing, like you said, it's Crick's just getting into it. There's, yeah, yeah. How about that today? Speaking of another, you know, as I tweeted out the hurdle picture, hurdled. Um, uh, Crick hits guys, hits a guy back to back, two guys, boom. Hurdles on the top step of the dugout. Crick's yelling at him, no, no, don't come out here. I'm good. Stop Hurdle it. stops, looks down. Oh, oh, you're okay. Oh, okay. He <laughs> punked him. Who's, who's calling the shots here? He punked him. And then he gave up a grand slam. Of course he did. Of course and he the did. Game. It's the Pirates. It's the 2019 Pirates that are on a pace of 23 wins right now uh, with this type of play since the All-Star break. Of course. Of course he gave up a grand slam, Ryan. Because why wouldn't he? <laughs> it's it's magnificent. Honestly, as I told you before the show started, I'm not even I'm not even depressed. Th- this stuff is impressive. I'm impressed <laughs> on what they're doing. Yeah, it's all you want to kind of like keep just having them lose to see like how bad this could actually. Yes, get. I mean, there's no point of winning. It's so funny how you said this before the All Star break even happened, and you and I have been on the same page for like the past three years. Where don't give us false hope. Don't buy. Sell. 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 <laughs> You know, right. move, move this needle the other direction. And you caught it. You're just like, I mean, if we're not going to win, why don't we just lose? Like, Let's that's lose. what you said you're at. Why don't we just lose and try to get top 10? And you got a little bit of feedback on that. But what's funny is, I mean, we've already locked up top 10 and August <laughs> just begun. We're sitting at number seven right now. Like, that's how bad we were. You're kind of getting trolled for saying top 10. And we're sitting at top seven right now. And moving up every day. <laughs> exactly. Moving up. That's how we're looking at. We're trying to. We're chasing down the Marlins. We're only four games back from the Marlins right now. For the That's worst record standing. in the National League. That's my standings. We're four games back from the number one spot in the NL. We just got to win the World Series against the AL. <laughs> it's wild. So maybe maybe Hurdle and the team listened to our podcast then and said, you know what? Yeah, let's lose. Why not? But yeah, at this right. point, yeah. Why? Why win? Like Pete and I, you know, like you said, like I'm. We're not even mad. Like it's it's impressive almost. Like it's just it's so d- dysfunctional that it's like wow, how how bad could this get? And like at this point, like people get so angry. Like, well, you know, today it was fire everybody. I mean, it's pretty much been that all week. But like, does it even? Like, it doesn't even matter at this point. Like, like, like. So here's my question. Basically, would you feel the same way? If what we're seeing right now is this 424 stretch, which is horrible, where everybody's just calling for everyone's head, would you feel the same way or would it even matter to you if the team just kind of, I don't know, like played mediocre baseball all season and finished around 500 again? Like, would that would that outrage be there still? Or is it like, does this does this historically poor stretch even matter, really? Yes, it matters because we need it. I want it. I want it to be worse. Let's get higher than a seven pick. Let's get in that top five. Um, to, to go what you're saying, like, right, what is the difference? Like, at this point in time, where how bad we are, do you really want to, like, catch fire and finish out 500? I don't. I don't. I mean, I mean no, like, as an organization, I'm sure if you're within the Pirates, any player that's sitting there does not want to be last in the National League. 
You know, right. I, I, I can understand the competitive nature of that. I don't want to be on this club. I don't want to be playing if that's what we're out there to do. <laughs> I want to win. So I understand all these guys that want to compete and like they want to win. But as me, as an outsider, and what I feel is best for the organization, no. No, let's lose. Let's like I joked, I was like, I'm here for the four and sixty-nine tweets after the all-star break. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? Like, let's not have any more wins. Let's just have four wins for the second half, call it a night, get our number one pick in the draft, and go into next year. Because what's the point of winning right now? I don't see it. And it's there, not there isn't anything. To, to me, it's not even where like if you're if you're hovering around five hundred to cap off and say, you know, hey, we had a nice September, let's carry it on over to next year. Which carrying on over next year is bullshit to me. But anyways, you know, in that sense, like whatever, you're still hovering on 500 the whole time. But now you're like, they're, they're this bad. Don't ruin it. Don't screw it up by winning some <laughs> more. Keep it going. So, yeah, because this bad of a stretch, like somebody has to get fired, right? Like there's no way they could, they could, I mean, let's say they play 500 ball the rest of the year and they finish, you know, what, 20 games under in the second half. Like, there's no way that somebody could, that hurdle and, and Searage end up keeping their jobs. Like, they're just right. But see, like, to so, me, like somebody has to lose their job. To me, about that whole thing, like the number of four and the number of 24 next to it, to me, does it make that decision of someone needs fired or not? Because theoretically, like, what if they, what if out of this stretch somehow they won eight games or 10 games and it's not as bad? The, the, the number to me doesn't represent if someone needs fired or not. The way this team's performing, based on the way this team came into the season and should have performed, tells me everything. The way this pitching has been abysmal, the way that you bring in Chris Archer, and even though he was trending in the wrong direction, and you know, you're a big the biggest proponent of both of us, but you know, buyer beware of last year of the trade deadline. You know, he has been regressing. The level that he regressed from last year to this year is tremendous. Everyone has. Yeah. You know, you, you like, like, where's Kella at? Uh, the, the Crick. I mean, the only person you have on this team on the pitching side is Vasquez. That's it. The only person worth a damn this year. So I don't care what the number is in the win and loss call in the second half. The way this pitching has performed, Searage has to go. And, and well, it's not even that. It's also the way the other people have left this organization. And you recognizing yep. that and Still not changing up. Whether you call it pitch to contact or whatever the hell you want to call it. I can tell you what you're not calling it. I can tell you're not calling it a 30K rate like Charlie Morton and Garrett Cole <laughs> and Tyler Glass now. Can I run some numbers, by the way? R run those numbers. Let's do it. So whether you, again, you're calling it pitch to contact or whatever. Charlie Morton's tenure with the Pirates. 801 innings pitched, 563 Ks, Ryan. He had a 16% K rate with the Pirates. Leads organization, goes to Houston, goes to Tampa. Total 462.2 innings, Ryan. 548 Ks, 28.6% K rate. Mr. Electric Stuff that you heard. All you heard about is how electric his stuff is. But don't use it. Throw that sinker. He almost, he practically doubled his K rate. Leaving the Pirates. Garrett Cole, 792 innings, 734 Ks, 22.8% K rate. Eh, I mean, it's respectable. We saw what he could do. But he leaves, goes to Houston. He's at a 35.5% K rate, 
502 strikeouts in 357 innings pitched, Ryan. <laughs> yep. Tyler Glass now with the Pirates. 141 innings pitched, 152 Ks. Now, here's where Evil Neil loves it. This is where it comes into play, definitely. The K per nine. This is why K per nine isn't great because you look at that and say always over nine Ks per nine. Mm-hmm. But it's only 22.3% K rate because, well, he walked and hit, he walked a lot of guys and allowed a lot of hits. He goes to Tampa, 104 innings pitched, 119 Ks. His K rate's now at 29.2%. I mean, you're seeing tremendous increase in the strikeouts and a tremendous increase in production. And we get Chris Archer to come over. We get Joe Musgrove to come over. We have our own guys come in here. And no one's striking out people. Everyone's ERAs are up. Pitching's pathetic. Pirates are literally 18th in K-rate. And they are number one in the Major League in fastballs thrown. Tell me what's changed since 2013. That's the thing. It's not just one person. Or one player's performance, it's become a trend. It's multiple players that have left and have now found success elsewhere. Right. And it's not just the Astros. You know, the Rays are doing it, and strikeouts around baseball are up, except for, like you said, in Pittsburgh. So right. it's a trend, and it's a it's a bad trend. And like I said, the Pirates continue to just be that stubborn. You know, it's our way. We're doing it this way. It's worked before. It can work again. And, you know, it's the game within the game. And it's like, yeah, it's, bro, it's not working. It's just, it's not working. Like, it, there needs to be a change in here. And, and you you know, you, you talked about the, the, the record not really mattering, the 4-24. and 24. To, to me, I, I mean, it, it is the way they're playing, too. It is the way the pitching's not performing, basically. But I honestly, if the team plays 500 ball the rest of the second half, I mean, like, let's say, you know, they start the all-star break one game under, and then they play 500 the rest of the way, and and they finish around 500, kind of like last year. I don't, I don't think anybody loses their job. I, I really don't. But that's well, true, why but this, I, I mean, this stretch kind of needed to happen, I guess, because now at some point it's like somebody has to go. Like it's just it doesn't make sense, and I don't know. I, here's the other thing, Donardo. Like, what's this tell you? If you had a team that last year. You know, we said, like, th- this team isn't this bad. Obviously, no team is this bad. No. Like, no. so last year, they finished a couple games above 500. This year, they come into the, set, the first half. Then they play 500 baseball, one under. Now they come out and do this stretch. So I know that the team on the field is around an average team. It's around 500. So who's this stretch on? 4-24. and 24. You, It has to point to the coaching staff. I mean, right? It, I mean, it's a coaching staff. Maybe it's developing. You know, a lot of the pitchers that have come up haven't haven't produced. But it's like, what's that tell you when you had a team for a year and a half play 500 baseball, essentially, and then you come out in the second half and show up to this stretch where they look like they've given up in, in half the games. So, I mean, to me, that that's on hurdle. And and even if it isn't and it's on somebody else and who like. Hurdle's gonna he he's he should be the fall guy regardless, but part of it is on him obviously. But he needs to go, and and Sears needs to go with him, both of them. Bye bye. Hundred percent accurate. Hundred percent accurate. Uh, we we were so excited about you know Eckstein's coming in. Yep. And the sole reason we we're we we're excited, you know, you and I both said I didn't even need to know who the person was. All I needed to know 
was they weren't coming from within the Pirates organization. Exactly. And What's that I you? was going to be excited. Right. That's right. exactly where we're going here. This is why I feel like, like, let's not stop there. You know, that's what we did last year for the hitting side. Now, judge it, whatever you may. I, I don't care at this point. Um, but going into next season, I want all new blood, which is why, too, like, I'm not looking forward to, like, Bannister or Prince take over. I, I mean, my thing last year was you had thoughts of Tom Prince, per se, right? Like, I wanted Hurdle fired last year at the deadline to have Prince's takeover just to see it and then go into the, you know, the past offseason with more information. Still not saying like Prince is the guy, but at least you saw what he could do because I don't want you to go ahead and take him, have him take the reins and not really see anything per se. So that's why I want to say what I want to say right now too, because I, there's definitely been like a conflict on Twitter. Um, you know, I think it was actually Dunlap who said about like seeing Bannister at the, uh, the manager role. I want to see that happen right, right now because I want hurdle gone and I want him gone now. I, I don't want to wait. I want him gone now. And I'm not saying that I want Jeff Bannister to take over because man, I love Jeff Bannister and he's my guy. <laughs> I want Jeff Bannister there because I want hurdle gone. Cause it's, and it's not, not like hurdle. you're bringing someone else in. You know, that, <laughs> right. that now is not the time to do it. So if Hurdle's not going to be there, it's going to be either Prince or, or Bannister. I don't care which one it is at this point in time, but I want one of them there. Yeah, and I want I mean, Hurdle gone, and I want things shaken up right now. I want the culture to understand right now things are being shifted, and everyone's on the hot seat. And, and you have the guy right there. I mean, you brought Bannister in in this kind of behind-the-scenes role, but he's there, and we you know we hinted towards it when he was when he was hired. That is he, you know, the next replacement for Hurdle. Are they bringing him in to basically put some pressure on Hurdle and say, you know, here's your replacement, you know, right here. So he's already in house. Um, you know, you could make the move now. Does you know? Does the move making it now as opposed to on October first? Does it really matter? I, I don't know. I, I don't really buy into you know firing a manager mid season unless. You know, you're in it. I mean, at this point, the teams just let them lose at this point. But here's the problem, Tenardo. Uh, and, you know, we should mention this, too. You know, Mitch Keller coming back up tomorrow to start against the Angels. Um, do you even want Keller to like, do you even want Searage or Hurdle to have any, you know, any of their their, their hands, their their mittens on, uh, on Keller at this point? So we could throw 65% fastballs again? Right. Like, uh, we've already seen Keller struggle for the, you know, I think pretty much two out of three starts. Um, but he has like a 10 year array in those three starts. And we've kind of seen that the Pirates, like, there's just something missing at that. I mean, he's been he's been good in AAA. Hasn't been like dominant, I wouldn't say by any means. Um, and it's like, there's just that that, that final piece of a, the, his development that I feel like the Pirates are, they can't, they can't crack the code. And I don't think at this point, do you even want Searage and Hurdle to try? Because so that, that's where we're at. I mean, that's where we're at right now. So it's like, I don't even know if I want Keller up. I mean, I obviously want to see him, but I don't know if I want to see him with this coaching staff. But then it's like, yeah, maybe you should fire those guys now. So you can actually start on, you know, maybe develop some of these guys up. So I, I know that was more of a facetious take in the sense, because I mean, theoretically, Cole, was brought up to them. Morton was brought up to them. Glasnow was brought up to them. It's not as if because... Yeah, when things worked. Because Searage put the final pieces on those guys, they couldn't perform now. So I, I don't 
I, I'm not in the sense where it's like I don't want them to touch them. I know it's funny in the sense, but whatever. I, I, at this point in time, <clears throat> Keller's next step is is the majors. He's ready. Uh, he's he's putting his time in, in AAA. And he has performed. Now, has it been sexy? No, not by any means. But he's definitely performed. And let's get him over to the majors now. And, and yeah, so I mean, let's have him finish out the season. So that way, next year, he can get a new pitching coach to really hone him in. And then he can start out for the the, the Pirates on opening day, possibly. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but with that being said, like this is exactly why I do want everyone to fire. Like, I, just, I want the shift in the culture to change today. I want everyone to know that what you everything that you know right now is not the same and i i just i I do i want a whole fresh start well it's not even gonna be a start it's just it's just fresh faces the start's gonna start this offseason when those fresh faces are also gone and we get the people that we really want but uh, yeah i I feel right now like serge just go just go because there's nothing that there's nothing that you're gonna there's no input that you'll have on this team from today till October that's going to be positive for the club that I feel. So just, just go, <laughs> you know, just go. And I feel the same for hurdle. Like, like just go, <laughs> just, just, just go, bro. <laughs> go get yeah. some ribs in St. Louis. I hear they're good. <laughs> um, which by the way, I just want to give a quick shout out as you, you know, you interviewed and talked with Jim today. I wasn't on that. I was also, I was podcasting on the show talking halos. There you go. Uh, Angels podcast. They had uh, they want us on. Said you did your thing. I did my thing. Uh, but go check them out. It's at Talking No G Talking Halos. Um, but yeah, we talked about the uh, the series coming up and a lot of Pirates talk. We talk. They had me on for about forty minutes. Like how about a twenty minute guest spot? We went forty minutes. So <laughs> nice. That's yeah. that's uh, classic North Shore Nine right there. There you Just go. Just taking over. But yeah, check them out too. Or retweet. You can hear us talk about the Pirates some more if you want. But um, yeah, can't wait to see Mike Trout against our pitching. I actually, I mean, I'm excited. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we don't get to see Mike Trout, you know, obviously right. very often. I mean, when was the last time we played the Angels? Right. Um, so yeah, so it, it'll be fun. But w- I mean, I'll put it you- this way: the one thing that stood out to me is the question. One of the questions he asked was, you know, what, what's what's the matchups like? You know, what are you looking at in the matchups? Who who has the matchups in this one? And I go, here you go. The Angels have Mike Trout and Shoei Otani, and the Pirates don't. So that's that's it right there. <laughs> and the Pirates have Stephen Brault. <laughs> it's like, yeah. That's all you need to know about this series. So, yeah, 4 and 27, here we come. Yeah, it's uh, – it's, this is brutal, dude. I, I don't know. I don't know because with the Pirates, you know, going to the West Coast, you know, interleague play, usually don't play well to begin with. So – Hey, just keep losing. I mean, at this point, why the hell not? Right. And it, and it cracks me up, too, because, like, you know, we talked about, you know, the Reds in the offseason and everything and all the moves they made and at the deadline and stuff. And, I mean, the Reds are now, like, eight games ahead of the Pirates. Aristides Aquino. But, but they're also three games under, and they're, the Reds aren't going anywhere. So, like, uh, it's like, you you know, we can criticize the Pirates, obviously, for making, like, zero moves in the offseason – which they should have done something and, and kind of being stuck in this mediocre land. But the Reds are the Reds aren't going anywhere either. So they're going to be in the same spot than the Pirates, only the Pirates are going to have a better draft pick. So I don't know. It's like 
I don't know. Really, I they they like cut their rebuild short, and I don't really know why. Still, they cut it short and stunned it because it's really not going too many yeah. places. Yeah, so now where are they going? Like it's just like uh, I don't know what I don't know. I don't maybe they got a game within the game too over there. They got a game within the game within the game. They got a Trevor Bauer now. They're one up and everything. Uh real quick, something I just wanted to hit on too. This has been this has been bugging me because I feel it's it's more it's more actual people's feelings than just like a funny statement or such. Um everyone that's stating like like we were happy about the pirates and they're you know they're losing so here comes like a better draft pick i'm seeing a lot of well, what does that matter because we can't develop anyways that's really been bothering me because <laughs> to me it's just like what's what's the point of that i mean who cares if you can develop or not like don't you want at least a better chance of it like i'm sure if you screw up on a number 30 pick opposed to screw up a number five pick the chance of that number five pick actually hitting the major and doing something are probably still better. You know, right. like, like regardless, I still want the better outcome and the higher chance. Yeah, like, so so obviously, like, if you can't develop or draft, but if you can't develop, yeah, wouldn't you rather just take the higher uh, talented guy in the yeah. top five than you could have at the top 30 where it's, a you know, it's, I mean, it's all a risk. But I mean, even though you couldn't truly develop Garrett Cole to be what he was, like he was still at least the number one draft pick and, and a really good pitcher, and at least he sufficed in Pittsburgh. I mean, it, he was yeah. good in Pittsburgh. Like, sure, we couldn't develop him to be the pitcher he is now in Houston, but he still was a good player. And, and again, I, I don't think So give me problem- him and not a Will Craig. Yeah, I don't think the problem is that, you know, the Pirates can't draft. Neil Huntington can't draft. I mean, look, Huntington, you know, like you mentioned, Garrett Cole, uh, you know, Brian, uh, look, Brian Reynolds. No, that's not even our draft pick, but that's the other thing. I think he can draft and scout because he's, he, you know, he's found guys like Felipe Vasquez from other teams, Brian Reynolds. You know, he's pulled guys in like that. You know, Will Craig, they drafted, you know, Cabrian Hayes. The problem is... Can they develop them? And you see Cole and Morton. And, you know, Morton was another one that was traded here. But Cole, Morton, Glasnow goes elsewhere and finds success, which, you know, Cole and Morton had had some success here. But they're like unlocked potentials with another team. So I don't – they're obviously drafting and scouting guys that are talented, good guys that they feel like they, you know, will, will produce. It's just the development problem. Um, and Mitch Keller is the next one. And, you know, I don't know. It's, it's kind of, um, it's underwhelming right now with Mitch Keller. You're not, it's like, you're sort of excited, but you're not because we've seen the first couple of games and we've seen it triple a, he just hasn't really been that dominant. He's been good. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we'll see, but you know, like people on Twitter tell us, Oh, it doesn't matter what you do in triple a. You could just be great in the majors. Yeah. I got beef with that too, but. I feel yeah, like it's only and, one person, so I'll just keep that to myself. Yeah, let's, just, let's just call <laughs> let's just call up anybody at Triple A who's struggling. I'm sure they'll make it in the majors. Right, but but what I'll say about the whole Mitch Keller thing too is like I know his numbers are uninspiring, like you're saying he's pitching all right, but I mean Triple A this year is a whole other ball game. Yeah, you know, so it's it's hard to compare him to other pitchers in the past because even though he has like a a mid like what like a three six ERA is that about what it is. Like if this was yeah a year or two ago, he's probably got like at a three ERA, you know. Uh, I mean that's just the, the the new ball. The ball's juiced in AAA now, and uh, you know with that new ball, everyone's everyone's hitting. So that's why when you look at other people's numbers, <clears throat> Brian Hayes, and you see how he's not performing to the the standard of AAA these days, 
Uh, you know, that's worrisome for the batters, but on the pitcher side, like with Keller, I'm not too worried in that sense because that still is a really good ERA. That's one of the top ERAs in, in AAA uh, in the uh, International League. So, again, I feel Ke- Keller's pitching better than like what his numbers reflect because of that. Let's put it that way. You know, you're trying to base right. it on like what Tyone did in AAA and what Garrett Cole did in AAA, and this is a whole different ballgame right now. Yep. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's uh, this second half. It's just it's wild. I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I'm gonna enjoy it still. <laughs> <laughs> right. And hey, we're trying. We're trying to keep it fun. Yeah. Uh, regardless, so, I mean, it's still baseball. I love watching it, and you know, it, it's whatever. And Twitter's fun, and we're gonna keep it fun, interesting. That's my goal. Uh. So before we bring Jim on and get to that interview, let's. Uh, what we got a live podcast coming up, Donardo. Two weeks, less than two weeks. Yeah, basically the twenty fourth coming up. Uh, what twenty fourth, three o'clock. Um, you know, same same lot garage as last time, uh, right there, a couple blocks away from PNC. Pirates uh, play the so, Reds. You know, it's yep. going to be lit. Might be a brawl, a game, and a fight. <laughs> a game and a fight. That's the way they should just market it. <laughs> A game and a fight. W- what's what's tonight? SummerSlam? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah this mark is like a WWE thing. There you go. So, yeah, so we have a live podcast coming up. Uh, check out patreon.com slash North Shore 9. And, uh, and yeah. it's not live this Thursday at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. There it is. There it is. We might have some uh, giveaways. Oh, there we go. I like it. Uh-oh. All right, so we'll be we'll be. You got anything else, Donardo? No, bring on Jim. I'm out. All right, well, they've heard enough from me. All right, joining me on the podcast right now is uh, Jim Jim Rosati, who uh, you know. it's been a long time coming. I, I apologize. We haven't had you on uh, sooner, but Jim, Jim Rosati from the North side notch. Uh, Jim, what's going on tonight? Hey, I'm, I'm doing great. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Uh, should be, should be fun. Did you, did you like that? I got, I got your name right this week. North side. You, you, you got, you got the name, right? You didn't <laughs> blend me in with your North shore stuff. Yeah. So that's all good. We got, yeah, North Shore, North Shore this, and then there's like another North Shore, what is it, North Shore Drive podcast that's popped up now in Pittsburgh. So we're we're, t- we're contacting our lawyers, so stay tuned. <laughs> there you go. Shenderovich, uh, <laughs> That's right. But like I said, I apologize we haven't had you on sooner, and I also apologize that we've had you on during this dire stretch of a four and 24 run here in the second half. So basically just wanted to bring you on. You're obviously very uh, – you know, vocal and active on Twitter uh, throughout the pirate games and, and throughout the year. And uh, you, you aired some grievances today on Twitter, uh, kind of like your whole overall uh, view of the organization and what they should do and, and where to go from here and what direction. So just kind of wanted to give you, I guess, a, uh, a different kind of forum to, to release everything. So what, so basically kind of give me the generalization. You had some, you had some thoughts today on the, the organization as a whole. Yeah, and I mean, it, it kind of stems from a lot of things, but, you know, going back to, you know, the the Jason Mackey column that he had in the Post-Gazette yesterday, um, you know, where he had Ray Searidge's quotes in there um, about how, let's see, what's the quote here? Um, 
you know, you've got the opportunity to sit in the stands, be judgmental and critical of what we do out here. But you know, you don't know the inside part of the game, the game within the game. That's where you need to get a little bit better, you know, and end quote. Um, so that's that's just what it just riled me up a little bit because it's the same thing that we've been hearing for years and not just from Searage, but it's from everybody in the organization. And, and, and I mean, I don't, I don't want to point out every single example, but, you know, we, we've heard Frank Coonley talk like this before. We've heard Neil Huntington talk like this before. We've heard Clint Hurdle talk like this before. We've heard all these guys talk about how, you know, we just don't understand, you know, kind of what they're doing. Right. Like, like they're, like they're on this whole other level of, of, uh, you know, of, of baseball wisdom than, than us, than, than really everybody is. Um, and that's kind of just what, that's just what I took offense at because it's not like, you know, in my, in my little Twitter rant I had there, you know, you got Joe Yinzer who's already pounding six icy lights sitting in left <laughs> right. field. Like, like that's, that's one thing, but, but like, this isn't that, like the criticism that's coming from this, you know, to this organization right now is, is coming from outside baseball, analytical people, um, that, that know what they're talking about and, and have interviewed people from other organizations, interviewed other players. Um, so that's just, it, it just got to me because it's like, you know, these guys, they think they're, they're doing things and they're so much smarter than everybody else. And, you know, if you just look around they're what they're doing isn't working and hasn't worked for four years. Um, so that's, that's just my problem is, you know, they, they just, they're so smug about everything that they do, you know, like, Hey, we've got a plan. You may not know what we're doing, but we know what we're doing type of thing. And, and Hey, if it's working, cool, go ahead and talk like that. But, you know, like I said, you got, you haven't been good since 2015. So, um, you know, at some point, you know, when they keep saying those types of things, like they have a plan, they have a plan, they know what they're doing and, and we're not seeing any kind of results. Um, it just, it doesn't give me any confidence that this group of, uh, of, of leadership is, you know, going to be able to actually get us to where we need to be as an organization. So, yeah, so I'm on the boat right now. I mean, just, just get rid of everybody. This, this last, <laughs> this last slide that we're on right now, four and 24, you just mentioned, I mean, that's, that's terrible. Um, the team's not that bad. Like, right. I mean, we had, we won the all-star break and we were what, two and a half games back of first place. So, it, and it's right. not like nothing, nothing changed. Like, it's not like anything's different now than, than it was then. Um, it's well, just, yeah, like I said, yeah, like I said, it, it's just, it's, it's getting frustrating. Oh, it, it, absolutely. And you're right. Like, I mean, there's a lot of different layers to kind of take this, but like, like you mentioned first, like, you know, this isn't Joe Yinzer that's six icy lights deep, you know, and, and the bleachers, this is coming from, I mean, we're hearing quotes from, you know, former players, Garrett Cole, we're hearing, you know, quotes from current players like, you know, Chris Archer and Diaz basically coming out and saying, you know, talking about what they're going to throw and kind of changing things up. And it's like, where's the coaching? Like there's some kind of disconnect in there. And and these quotes from Searage that we've seen over the past couple months. And I, I think Searage is starting to realize that he's, he's pretty much done here. Like he's on the chopping block at this point. So I, I think this is probably like his, his kind of lash, you know, he's trying to lashing out and trying to, you know, defend himself. But like you said, like the, this isn't just some fans, some Yinzers talking about, uh, you know, the issues that they have. This is, these are players around baseball, current and former players. These are, you know, like you said, analytical, smart baseball minds, uh, writers, national media that, you know, basically trash the pirates 
on kind of the pitching philosophy and, and what they've done to these guys and what they can't do, like with Cole, what we've seen the Astros obviously unlock Cole since they've had him. And Donardo and I talked about this, you know, for months. In 2013 and 14, the Pirates were ahead of that game. They they were doing a had a plan that that you know was kind of under the radar and it caught a lot of teams off guard and and it worked and they were winning and, and that's one of the things like when it's winning and it's working then yeah you could say stuff like that but it hasn't worked like the rest of the league has lapped them and here they are they're still sitting there like pounding their fist on the table like stubborn like it's gonna work we got a plan going but like you said if the plan's not working um, and you're not winning what's the issue here and then my second part to that like you mentioned. And we've said this too the past couple. Like the team's not that bad. We've said that going into the you know last season and the off season, you know we wanted them to add a little more. They barely added at all. And but like you said, you don't you don't go through a first half of a season, you know what was it eighty seven games or whatever where you're you know you're at five hundred, you're two and a half out, and then you just show up back and you're four and twenty four. Like to me that's that screams to something else. Like you're not getting the full potential out of these players. Like yeah you can you know, get on the players for this and that, but at some point it comes back on the manager. And I mean, at this point, you know, let's say Jim, like, let's say they just rolled out 500 the rest of the year and they kind of, you know, teetered like they were going to, you know, kind of go, go on a run and make a, make a run towards a wild card or something. But let's say they just, you know, continued playing mediocre baseball and finished the season at 500. Like, are you still kind of feeling the same way as far as, or is it just this streak that pretty much, has just like done you in and it's like, okay, everybody needs to go. So are you saying if they like finish the season around 500 or yeah, let's like, let's say they just played like mediocre the whole way out. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I mean, if let's say they, they play 500 ball the rest of the way, they're still going to finish 21 games under 500. Right. Um, and, and there's no, there's no clear direction. And that's kind of the issue that I've had the past couple of years is, you know, you got to pick, you got to pick one way or the other. Um, you got to either go for it or you got to say, Hey, you know what? Our window's closed. Let's start building for the next window. Right. Um, you know, I feel like we're kind of back in the, in the Cam Bonifay and David Littlefield eras where they were just building a team and hoping that everything would go right. And, you know, in a, in a bad division, like they're in, like the NL central is not a good division. No one, no one in central is, is taking the reins right now. Right. Um, you know, 80, 86, 87 games could win the division. Um, but I feel like where they're, where they're at right now, you know, Huntington and, 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 you know, his staff, they're putting this team together year in and year out the past few years where, Hey, if everything goes right, we may get to that 85, 86 win mark. But Hey, if they're, I mean, that, that's if that's not a World Series contender. So like, what are we doing here, right? Um, so I mean, the, the ultimate goal of this is to win a championship, and nothing that we've done in the past four years has put the team in a position to do that. Um, so I, I mean, yeah, you you play 500 ball the rest of the way. I, I say you still. I mean, every, there, there's no direction. Like I said you got to pick pick a side. At least if you clean house, you can say you know what. We are we're going to do this right. You know, like a lot of other teams have already laid out the blueprint to do it. You know, I mean, you look at you look at the Brewers. I mean, just look at a team like the Brewers where they're like, you know what? We're going to be bad for a few years. But while we're bad, we're going to stockpile some talent, talent, develop some guys. Um, and then when when everything's ready, we'll go out and get those couple pieces that we need. You know that. So and, and Milwaukee is a smaller, smaller market than the than the Pirates. Like, there's no reason 
that you can't look at Milwaukee and be like, we, we should be like them, you know? Um, you know, I, I don't expect us to be the Dodgers, you know, where we just can do whatever we want or, you know, that's, that's not what, and that's not what pirate, that's not what pirates fans are expecting. Like we understand that, you know, major league baseball has put limitations on this franchise. Like everybody is aware right. of that, you know? Um, but there, there are ways to at least do it correctly. And yeah, it, it makes it harder for you because you can't really afford to make mistakes. Um, you know, as, as much as other, as other teams, but like I said, the blueprints are out there. There are teams who are doing it. The pirates were doing it for a few years because they were, like you said, they were ahead of the game. They were doing some things that other teams weren't doing. They were really one of the first teams to pick up the concept of shifting and totally buy into that. And, yep. and you know, that, that propelled them to another level. Um, so, you know, things, just things like that, they, they you know, they were, they were once ahead of the game, but now it's just the game's so far ahead of them and in almost every facet, you know, you look at even just home runs, you know, something as simple as that, that the the ball, that the baseball that we're playing with right now is like, it's like a a nuclear reactor, (laughs) you know, and that like you touch it and it goes 400 (laughs) feet. So I don't know what it is, but like, but no one's hitting home runs. I mean, you look at, you look at every other team in baseball and you got all these guys who are hitting home runs. Um, and the pirates aren't doing it. You got, you got a couple guys who can do it, but you know, it's not, it's not consistent down the lineup. So I think it's just, it's, it's not just a, a, a matter of, you know, management and, and bring guys on, but it's just, it's top to bottom organizational philosophy. They're just not doing things right. And they're not doing things as well as other organizations. You look at the Cardinals. I mean, like we just got swept by the Cardinals. Did you see the lineup that the Cardinals put out there today? I didn't even know yeah. who half those guys were. Like, who <laughs> even are these people? How about the guy that hit the Grand Slam? What was it, Lane yeah. or whatever? Lane who? Thomas. Some someone tweeted me and was like, he sounds like a offensive lineman for Oklahoma. <laughs> like, I mean, like, who are these guys? But right. but, like, <laughs> but they perform better. Exactly. Yeah, like something. Yeah, and then the Cardinals have done that for you know we're going on twenty some freaking years of that of the Cardinals finishing head of the Pirates and so you you know you mentioned you, you want them to overhaul it, fire everybody, and kind of pretty much rebuild, start over, um, or at least you know in the front office. Like we we Donardo and I kind of started talking about this last week where Huntington's not going to Huntington's tied in. He knows if he calls you know basically says look. You know, we tried to hang on from 2015, from the years we made the playoffs. We're blowing it up. We're going to rebuild. He knows he's gone. Like he, he's not going to survive another rebuild. So he's out there, kind of like when Dave Littlefield was trying to hang on. Like he's out there, sort of trying to teeter on the edge of competitiveness. And it, like I said, it, it I mean, it worked. I mean, last year they finished over 500. This year they, you know, skated that, you know, was on that fence for half the season, was right at 500. But you know, all the injuries, things weren't going right. And like you said, if we needed eight, you know, Josh Bell, that went right in the first half, but we needed about seven other things to go right for the team to even, you know, sniff 85, 88 wins or something. So it's just, it's not working. So I think at this point, Huntington, he knows he can't survive another rebuild. So he's going to try to hang on. And I mean, it's got to come from up top. I mean, do you see nutting and, and his brain trust coming in and, and firing these guys? I mean, he just extended them, and, you know, in my eyes, hurdle and Searage to absolutely be gone. And I, I think Searage will be hurdle. I don't know. 
I don't know what they'll do with Hurdle, but I think he should be. Absolutely, I think he should be gone. And if anything, the point, it's just it's just run its course. Like, I appreciate what Hurdle's done coming here. He changed the culture. He made the playoffs. But it's just run its course. And like you said, I, you talk about the smug comments, and like you said, it's quotes from all of them. I can't watch a Clint Hurdle presser. Like, even, you know, when they're winning or when they're losing – He's just like any question he gets, it's you're right. Like he's, he's the smartest guy in the room and you know, uh, you know, we, we got to do this. And he comes up with this big, you know, cool, funny quote saying, and it's like, I can't watch those pressers. They're brutal. Just always was that way with no. him. Right. And, and I'm not even denying that he's, he's, Probably like Clint Hurdle has forgotten more about baseball than 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 we've ever known. Like I mean, he's he's been he's been in the game for a while. He knows what he's talking about when it comes to baseball. But but at the same time, the game's evolving. Um, you know, there there's there are things going on right now across the league that that we aren't doing. Um, and, and and I think it's just it's just time. Like you said, I appreciate everything that he's done. I mean, we we went 19 years without a winning season, and then. You know, with with Hurdle and with Huntington, you know they we went to the playoffs three straight years. I mean that that's something that I I, I didn't even know it was possible for a while. Um, <laughs> right, right. You know, and 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 so like they they did a good job. I mean the the city was electric. They loved the Pirates. They 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 were into the team. Um, but then like I said, like like we mentioned before, everybody kind of just caught up to them. And once they caught up to them, they passed them. And now that they've passed them, they're, they're running laps around them and, mm-hmm. and, and they're not, it doesn't seem like they're doing anything about it. Yeah. It, it's, it's something, I mean, you know, it, like I said, it, they're, they're just stuck in that, that zone. Like what we're doing worked and it can work again. And we see, I mean, you think after, you know, Cole, and Morton, and you see these guys go to glass now. I mean, you see these guys go to other teams and excel. Debated on this in past weeks. Like, who's running the show? Like, who this pitching philosophy that they're stuck on? You know, fastball, sinker, fastball. We can, we can do. It. We, you know, and we're not, we're not going to strike out anybody basically and pitch to contact. But with this pitching philosophy, like, is it? Is it Huntington in, in the you know front office? Is it the analytical staff? Is it Searage and Hurdle? Like, or is it the players? Like we saw that that weird quote from Searage a couple weeks ago where he said, "Well, we, you know, we let the players throw whatever they want," and it's like, well, like you gotta like, what? Where are you coaching them then? Like, where there's a there's somewhere it just doesn't not it doesn't add up. Like there's it doesn't make sense and there's some disconnect. So like. Who's who's calling the shots here? That that's the question. Like, what do you? How do you think that? I mean, it's like a I'm throwing my arms up. I have no idea what's going on between like that those three groups. Like, who's calling the shots? No, and 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 you know what? That's kind of goes along to the whole other point where, let's say let's say somebody in this organization is, you know, has the information and they 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 know what's right and they're telling other people. At the end of the day, you've got to be you. You've got to find a way to connect with the the people who ultimately you know are on the field, right? Yes. The players and the coaches. Yes. You have to ultimately find a way to have those people buy into what you're saying, right? Um, and 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 that's something that I said. Even even if everybody upstairs knows what they're doing and are, and is like, you know what, we need to do these things right here. You know, they're they're failing if they're not figuring out a way to communicate that effectively with the coaching staff and the players. Um, so that's, that's why I think at the end of the day, 
clean house. Just, I mean, everybody gone. Start, start plucking away people, you know, at the organizations that, you know, have proven that they know what they're talking about. You know, like the Red Sox, the Astros, the Dodgers, the Yankees, you know, those, those teams that are, are fully invested in, in what's going on right now. Um, and, and you start mimicking those guys um, because, because like, like, I mean, like you said, it's just, it's just not working. Like I said, if, some, if somebody even knows what's going on right now, it's someone's job to communicate that effectively right. with, with the people who matter. And that's not happening. And that was a big part of uh, Big Data Baseball. I mean, that the book in, you know, Travis Sacek's book back in 2013, like was that, you know, you might know this and, and Hurdle, you know, to his credit was buying in, he was listening, he was being open. But, and a big part of that was, you know, translating that, getting your message to the players, basically getting that, like you said, to buy all, buy all in. And they had the chapter, you know, where they, in spring training, they started setting up the, the shifting, you know, for the defense and people were like giving them weird looks. So it's like, you got them to buy in on that. So I don't know what has happened in, you know, the past, like, you, you know, three to four years where it's just like, all of a sudden it's not working. There's no buy-in. And now there's like a big question mark on like, well, where's the information coming from? Who's calling it? Are you not getting your message across? Because that's a huge issue if you're not. Um, and you're just kind of letting the players, uh, you know, kind of pick whatever they're throwing, which is, I don't know. Like I said, and then you know, you have the quote from Garrett, you know, Garrett Cole, which is Travis Lachek's new book, um, which I believe you were, you had finished or you were reading. Um, I think you would actually, po- did you post the quote about the Garrett Cole quote? I, I did. I was reading it on the airplane about yeah, a week that, ago and, and I'm reading this, this chapter and it's basically all about the Astros and uh, right, right. like I was, I was like getting sick. I was just like, you've <laughs> got to be just kidding me. And it had nothing um, to do with the turbulence. No, no, it was, it was just, I, I'm just reading it. And, and, and it is actually, if you haven't read the book, I definitely recommend it. It's called MVP machine. Um, ben Lindbergh, Travis Sachik, um, lots of really cool stuff in there. And it kind of will, will make you rethink like everything that you ever learned growing up as a kid, like people teaching you how to play baseball. I mean, right. you're like, you know, once you once you kind of see it on paper, you're like, all those people are idiots. Um, but uh, right. hit the ball on the ground, run it out. <laughs> right. It's like, why? <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> um, no, but but it's it's a great book. And, and like I said, there's a there's a whole chapter in there dedicated to the Astros um, and, and, and kind of what they do to their players. And and essentially what they do is they, they find they find things that they can can make better. You know, they, they, they make they make players better based on things that they're already doing but just doing it more. So, you know, if, if you've got a, if you've got the best curve on the league, but you're only throwing it 19% of the time, why don't you start throwing it 40% of the time? Because mm-hmm. it's the best curve on the league. Why wouldn't you do that? So um, it, it's not even things that, that, that you look at and you're like, that's a weird concept. Like everything makes perfect <laughs> it, sense. It sounds so simple. <laughs> right. It's so simple. Like why, why haven't we been doing this the last 150 years of baseball, you know? Um, so, so, Definitely a good book. Definitely recommend it. Um, and it's just, it, it, but when you read it though, it will make you upset because you'll realize that the pirates aren't doing any of these things. I mean, and right. it's, it, and, and it's eye opening Cause you're like, all these teams are doing these things. All the teams that are doing it are succeeding. And you see the players. I mean, they, it talks about individual players and, you know, revitalizing careers. And I mean, you, you already, I mean, everybody knows the story about, you know, like Justin Turner, Right. You know, just yep. just just a little tweak in his swing. And now all of a sudden he's a perennial all star. And he was right. almost out of the league a few years ago. 
you know, just stuff like that. Like, you can develop players in, in, in a correct way, and there's a few teams doing it, but not everybody is. And that's the thing. Like, the Pirates already had a development issue, you know, with, uh, you know, it goes back to can Huntington draft, can he not draft? But I, I think a big part of that's the development of it. And, you know, we see it. Like, they bring guys in from other teams, and they might make a tweak, and suddenly, you know, he's Francisco Liriano for three years, and he's a great, you know, starting rotation pitcher. But they can't fix their own guy. They can't unlock that potential. And the quote from Garrett Cole, basically that threw me for a loop was, you know, I got to the Astros and they told me to, you know, throw for swings and misses. And he's like, no one ever told me that before. And it's like, that he never, he never saw pirates Twitter because we were screaming for that for like a year and a half, um, you know, right. just get swings and misses. And um, so it, it kills me. I, I really don't know what, who's what's going on with the pirates front office and the coaching staff. And, uh, the analytical department. So uh, I, I'm with you. I mean, I, you know, I don't think Huntington's going anywhere. I don't even know if hurdle is, but I, I'm definitely, I've been done with hurdle for like four months. Um, I just think it's time. I think it's run its course and, you know, let's go with somebody new and, and Searage. I think Searage kind of knows he's done. Um, and we'll see. I mean, I, I don't know about firing somebody in August. What's the the big deal about that or, or having them go to the end of the season. But at this point I'm on the train. Let's see four and 60, whatever. Let's just lose out, get the number one pick though. <laughs> I don't know if we can get that because the tigers are pretty bad. Um, That's true. Yeah. But let's we get all a top lose probably 120 pick. games for that. Probably. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's something man, but, uh, yeah, that was pretty much it, Jim. Um, anything else you want to throw out or talk about right now? Well, you have a chance. I think I'm good. Keep up the good work. You guys you have a, a great podcast. I listen to it. I listen to it every week. So good stuff. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, your check will be in the mail for saying that. And, uh, but no, seriously, follow Jim on, on Twitter. If you're not already, I'm sure you are. Cause he has more followers than we do. Um, at North North side notch, uh, go check him out. Jim, thanks for coming on. We'll, we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely be having you on more for sure. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to Jim Rosati for coming on from the North Shore Notch. Um, yeah, Jim's uh, Jim's a frustrated pirate. What did fan, you man. say? He called you know us what? out last week. Did you say the North Shore Notch again? Did I just say it again? <laughs> I think you did. And it's funny because I, I think I probably wouldn't have thought anything of it, but he called us out last week for saying North Shore Notch. I know. I, I brought it up <laughs> to him. I was like, I got your name right. Oh, just screwed it up. I'm so North used to side. saying North Shore. I'm just saying, let's just. I mean, his site's gone now. Anyways, he showed it; it's gone. He didn't renew it, so we're just—we have all the rights to name it whatever we want. Uh, we're going to merge him, all of us together. It's just—it's the North Shore Nine and the North Shore Notch. As as uh, I told him, what, what's the what's the podcast that somebody brought out? The North Shore Drive. Now, I'm like, really? Oh, really, bro? Yeah. So, uh, Post Gazette. As as I told Jim, we're uh, we're contacting our lawyers. So yeah, we'll we got beef now. We'll see you, Tobias. Right. <laughs> but no, North, North, North Side Notch. Thanks again for Jim for coming on and uh, airing his grievances as uh, we did as well. But uh, yep, that is pretty much the show, Donardo. Um, like you mentioned, North Shore 9 live this Thursday. We'll be back next week. And uh, our next week will be our last show before the uh, live podcast, before you're back in Pittsburgh. 
I'm so excited. I really am. <laughs> I, I need y'all to show up for the show. Because as I show mentioned, I'm, I'm really excited. I can't. This is going to be fun. <laughs> Where it's going to be lit. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, and, and Ruger won't be there, too. So that, that'll, that'll be another Josh part. Ruger has confirmed he will not be in attendance. Everyone should come out. So guardrails everywhere are safe. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. We, all right. we need to get out of here. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's shut her down. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Bye-bye. Peace.